Hello, and welcome to Inspired Leadership. I hope you're having an outstanding day today. I'm Dr. Scott Vinciguerra, your host and CEO of Vinciguerra Consulting Group, an internationally recognized leadership development firm where we help individuals and teams and organizations by giving them the success tools that they need to tap into their potential in leadership. And quite often our clients tell us that those very skills that they learn about leadership help to improve their personal lives. People ask, how do we do this? Well, we do it through an unwavering commitment to tap into that amazing phenomenon known as your potential. So thanks for joining in today. And I hope that you leave today's session with a renewed vision of potential for yourself and those you are fortunate enough to serve. I'm excited to share this new series with you on coaching your tribe. And in this episode, we're going to unpack the influence of a rare but attainable aspiration taking your high-performing team to the highest level, the next level, and turning them into a tribe. That's right, a work tribe. And by the time that we're done today, you will have 10 new strategies to employ when you are leading your team toward that tribal mindset so that they may be able to reach and exceed their potential individually and as a group. So buckle up and get your notes ready. Here we go. Okay, as you reflect on your experiences in leadership or life and hear about those incredible teams who came together for a common cause to overcome an obstacle, what traits or characteristics or attributes come to mind for you? I suspect there are many, from maintaining the energy and enthusiasm to communication and having direction and having a leader who provides the vision to get to that finish line. You know, over the last 15 years, our most requested program delivered to clients is a curriculum called Building and Leading High-Performing Teams. That program provides a roadmap to getting your team to behave with the greater good in mind to achieve your desired results, to treat each other with civility and dignity, and to avoid the trappings of the ego which derail any organization of any size. Our clients put those lessons into place. There's a sustainable shift, a shift that occurs when we lead a program or a group of people towards that finish line, how to take that high-performing team and go one level higher to discovering what they could achieve as a tribe. And while the high-performing teams platform sets the stage for a work tribe, it also gives us as leaders the best chance to inspire our teams to tap into their greatest potential. So now I'd like to share with you what I call the 10 tribal truths a code of conduct for extraordinary results. And as I mentioned earlier, this is just a small part of a brand new curriculum that we have launched called Coaching Your Tribe, 10 Competencies for Extracting Extraordinary Results. Now, these 10 truths are more of a code of conduct and foundational before you can even begin to interject the 10 tribal competencies. The tribal truths are the what in the equation, while the 10 tribal competencies are the how. And I will be sharing each of the 10 competencies in future podcasts and messaging. But for now, let's just focus on our code of conduct and the 10 tribal truths. So number 10, tribes trust at the next level. The very thought of undermining or sabotaging a member of the tribe is worthy of expulsion from the tribe because the success of the tribe is based on the skills and the contributions of the individual members. The tribe automatically fails because of a lack of trust. Work tribes 
placed all of the energy in knowing that it is safe to share ideas, to delegate resources without favoritism, avoid creating biases that diminish the tempo of the tribe, and trust each other to perform their respective work. Trust is rarely ever an issue with a work tribe because they have bought into people and the process. So in what ways can you establish trust or reinforce that trust is a non-negotiable disposition for your work tribe. Number nine, tribes sacrifice the ego for achievement. Consistent with trust, sacrificing personal gains for the greater good of the work tribe allow the work tribe to assemble their collective ideas, sharing openly the possibilities and pitfalls without a personal agenda that might undermine the target goal of whatever it is that they want to achieve. As a leader, how can you challenge members of a work tribe to sacrifice personal gains for the greater good of the tribe itself? Number eight, tribes survive through interdependence. There is sort of a mystical process that occurs through heightened interdependence. It's like the work tribe is functioning with a singular brain uh, with each member of the tribe knowing precisely what their role is and how that role is dependent upon other members of the tribe to be successful. That level of interdependence is how work tribes become sustainable entities and thrive through the most challenging times. From this perspective, what needs to be communicated to the tribe about relying on others? Number seven, tribes are resilient and resourceful. As work tribes evolve, their collective resilience and focus becomes hallmark or become hallmarks of their achievements. Within that, is their capacity to become resourceful when resources may become scarce. In this posture, leaders of the work tribe may network outside the tribe in order to obtain the resources needed to achieve their desired results without compromising the integrity of the tribe itself. So in your leadership, is there something you can do to add value to your work tribe when it comes to being resilient and resourceful? Number six, Tribes are inclusive and tolerant. In anticipation of a tribal environment, tribal members determine the thresholds for what will be tolerated as well as define their expectations for inclusivity. This is a foundational component to any group of people who share a common culture, who will be welcomed and how will we behave. For many work tribes, there are obviously professional dispositions that come with the responsibilities of the job. However, I'm not talking about those hard skills. I'm referring to the soft ones, the ones that say, hey, you know, she's really, really good at her job. It's, it's fun to, to talk. She's fun to talk to. And while she can be a little bit quirky at times, it's fine. It's welcome. It's included. And I can be tolerant of the many gifts our people bring to the space. This diversity adds value. Number five, tribes speak a common language and dialect. You can absolutely tell a tribal language when they speak it, mostly because when they are in the midst of it, you understand very little, if anything, that they are talking about, but they understand every nuance of the message. In addition to having a common language, it is also important that the tribe have a dialect that is unique to them. Think of a dialect as a department. Every department has a dialect of a language that they speak that is pertinent to them. Whether we are talking about IT, accounting, or marketing, research and development, each of these has their own language and dialect that is shared. 
If you're new to the tribe, it is incumbent upon the tribe to share their language and dialect so that you feel included in the culture and so that you can begin to make a contribution with your own skills. Number four, tribes maintain a reporting structure. Because every culture has a hierarchy, work tribes follow a chain of command and reporting information to the leadership. Those who are at the ground levels report up to the supervisor, but they also report to each other in sharing information. Withholding information or sabotaging the tribe for the greater good of the selfish interests would rarely happen in a tribe. Additionally, this reporting structure affords the leadership to make the most informed decisions based on the information that is coming into them from the people. It is much easier to take on a massive challenge when most of the work is going to be done by many people when leaders take the time to listen to their direct reports. Number three, tribes establish and promote traditions. Celebrations and having fun is also part of the overall experience of a work tribe. While it is critically important to achieve the goals of the work to sustain the tribe, there is also room for celebration through the traditions that become part of the culture of that work tribe. Having a shared meal, experiencing a shared moment, giving back to the community, recognizing talent, rites of passage, all of these things play a significant role in the richness and history of a work tribe. Traditions are symbolic of cultures, including those that have the potential to exist in your work tribe. Number two, tribes leverage their roles within the tribe. Each person plays a role within a tribe, that's no secret. What is interesting, however, is how the interplay of each of the roles makes a contribution to the overall tribe and their successes or failures. Competent work tribes with focus can be a powerful engine. That momentum carries all successful work tribes across the finish line each and every day. As each division or department of, a, of the tribe performs their respective work, they are also seeing the big picture of how their work plays a role in contributing to the tribe. They recognize that the absence of their effort would cause the tribe to weaken in some way or another, as well as overburden another department or division in having to pick up the slack. Work tribes leverage their roles within the tribe because they not only take pride in the work that they perform, they understand that it is part of something larger than themselves. And number one, and this one is incredibly important, tribes provide a sense of belonging. This final tribal truth is one that is most significant, which is why I saved it for last. If you have ever been in a personal or professional situation with a group of people for the first time or for the 10th time, and you are constantly having a conversation of how you are going to fit into that group, that is a somewhat typical experience. However, if the people around you cause you to never let that go, that is on them, not you. That is the biggest difference in successful work tribes and those that claim to be a work tribe. It's a sense of belonging. If you are constantly having to prove your worth or your value and always being made to feel as though you have to sacrifice some areas of who and what you are in order to fit into that group, that is the opposite of belonging. It is the moment where you performed excellently at your job, yet you were made to feel as though it was never enough. You didn't meet the standard. The job 
couldn't have gone smoother or the maximum effort could have been just a bit better. Or it could be that you don't get to be who you truly are at the office. You have to sacrifice an aspect of your personality and humanness in order to fit in to the work culture. This is also the opposite of belonging. Work tribes who claim to be inclusive invite others who share in that mission and vision and value system. And as long as you can make a contribution to that space without eroding any of those foundational principles, you're welcome to stay. This is what makes good teams into high-performing teams and high-performing teams into tribes. There is an overwhelming sense that you belong with them and a reverence of belonging to them. Okay, so that sums up this episode of Inspired Leadership. And I hope that today you are feeling more inspired than ever before in getting more out of your leadership and your life. Best of luck and in everything that you do. Thanks once again for listening. And as always, we close with the same message. Make sure if you're not doing anything else that you're always living with purpose and with passion.